Hi, welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People with New York Times bestselling author Carrie Jones and her adorable husband Sean Farrar. Woo! Thanks for hanging out with us as we give some life tips and real life marriage banter. Let's get started now with a random thought. Hey, it's Random Thought. <laughs> hey, baby, how are you? Well, I'm feeling a little random this morning. Random? Mm. Wow, bummer. I know. So... Be Randy would be better. <laughs> I knew a kid named Randy. What? I knew a kid in college named Randy. Did you? Yeah. His 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 significant other was always feeling Randy, huh? Get it? No. Like because, touching. <laughs> yeah, I know. But they were the kind of Christian that didn't believe in touching before you got married. Oh, okay. So there was no feeling Randy. There, that doesn't mean they didn't feel Randy still. <laughs> I know. All right. So anyway, <laughs> there's a man who apparently can feel Randy with himself and has benefited many, many a human. And he has the same initials and last name as I do. He sure does. This man? Clive Jones. He was 66 years old. But he, is he dead? No. Oh, okay. But. But what? I wish he had been 69 for this story. Anyways, oh. <laughs> he's a retired teacher, and this comes from shepherdexpress.com. And he is from England, and he has given himself the title of? World's most prolific sperm donor. Exactly. And how many babies has he made? Well, supposedly 129, with nine currently on the way. That's a direct quote. So I guess this guy got on Facebook nine years ago <clears throat> that's a lot of babies in nine years yeah it is. um and he does this thing with his penis to because of the happiness it brings direct quote to the families in which he's donating sperm to yeah so he's a, has a wife and she's um they've been married for four decades How's she feel about all this? They aren't living together. What? Yeah. It's because he's too worn out to give her any loving. Maybe. So this guy, Mr. Jones, quote, drives to a park near the Donnie's home and collects a sample in the back of his van. Wow. It's not a van down by the river. It's a van down in the park. (laughs) Well, it might be sometimes. (laughs) And it says in the article that it is. Complete with window curtains (laughs) for privacy. (laughs) And then he texts the people and says, all. Be around in three minutes. And then he comes around with his little... Delivers uh, his nice warm sperm, huh? Yep. Wow. Yep. And so uh, the England's Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority have, quote, issued a medical warning about Jones saying, quote, if arrangements are made outside of a clinic environment, there can be medical and legal risks. I gotta know. (laughs) What if his babies meet each other and get married and they're like... How does the female get it inside of her? I don't know. Is it literally the baster method? Like the turkey baster? Maybe it's the baster method. Suck it up and stick it in and just squirt it out? I don't know, man. The syringe, maybe? I do not know. With no needle, just the syringe? I don't know, man. But I, you know, I'm assuming he's either free or, or pretty cheap and so they're just... Just like, oh yeah, here you go. So here's the problem. Like, not that big a risk. Not a problem, but the, does he go to the <laughs> to a, a park so he can watch the little kitties play while he's producing sperm? Is Why he, would you go there? He's uh, just an old teacher. Well, oh, and that makes it less likely, yes, right? Yes, it does. Uh, okay. No human with the last name Jones would ever do anything terrible. We all know that. Look at how thick this morning's coffee froth was. Sean made coffee and it's frothy. Much mm. like Mr. Jones's. 
I don't know if his sper- <laughs> sperm's not really supposed to be frothy. You don't not know like, that. Not, really? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, know that. Hanson, so you don't know that. <laughs> huh. You. You don't know much about vaginas either. Do I you? don't really uh, actually. I mean, know you, much. You live. You live with one all your life. I but. have been in the presence of a vagina every day. Every, every second. second you've been alive. Every maybe. second I've been alive, except like in in the uterus. I think that doesn't form first. You were still in the presence. You were in a vagina. So <laughs> that's true. That's, that's really in the presence of. Oh, that's no. like every man's dream, right there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, oh, this is supposed to got be out of hand podcast. with sperm doing. Oh man! At least he doesn't doesn't just sling it out the window or something like. He, he might. <laughs> I'll be round. Do a drive by. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like right out of his hand. <laughs> Here's the tissue. Here's oh, my sock. Bring it out. <laughs> Dog tip for life. I think the first tip should be don't accept what? sperm from random strangers. Yeah, even if they're... No matter how bad you want a baby. And initials. Well, the thing is, Good like, Lord. you know, with all those, like, 129, 138 student babies yeah. in an area all related to each other. Yeah, you got to think it's a pretty small geographical area, too, right? Yeah, like, you you know, everybody in first grade is going to have a crush on their half-brother and half-sister. It could be that. It's only been how long? It's been four years? Nine years. years. Oh, nine years, so. Oh, yeah. That's going to be bad. They can all end up together. I hope that's a big community. Age-wise. Derby, England? Doesn't sound big to me. I don't know. Might be. Who knows? All right, so this podcast is actually not about sperm. No. It's about... Um, moments. <laughs> it's the moments, <laughs> not the superlatives that matter. Oh, jeez. It's the sperm production, oh, not whether or not it produces a baby. Man. All right. So how, somehow we have to transition this to. Um, this just, I think we just have to cut it off. All right. So Ashley Bryan died this week, and he was 98 and this brilliant artist and writer and human who lived on an island in Maine near us and was the keynote speaker at a book festival we had, right? That's correct. He was. And he is, uh, in real life, he was the most kind and engaging person, like this graceful presence. Yeah. Like just... Kind of like me. (laughs) Make you feel relaxed and accepted all the time. Is that what you do? Don't I? No. No. All right, so in a 2017 <laughs> Horn Book interview with Roger Sutton and Nikki Giovanni, Ashley said, If someone says they are taking my time, that's the one thing you can never take. I have to offer it. Time is of the moment, and the moment is all I have. If that moment isn't precious to me, then I'm not living. Nothing is more important or precious to me right now than both of us talking. Isn't that a cool quote? Yeah, that's really cool. And that's how Ashley was, right? Like, he was mm-hmm. just, hey, you're here, I'm here, nothing else matters. That's cool. Yeah. So he said in the same interview, I love poetry, which of course makes me happy. It's at the heart of everything I do. Poetry transforms what we call language and uses language as the stuff to become something else. I get spun around by what happens in word. When that occurs, I inspires images that seem so original to me as an artist, even though I'm following what the poem has offered. So I, Carrie, 
was a little heartbroken by this, not just because uh, by his death, but because he not just because he goes out in public with paint on his sweater like me, which True. you will see in a photo on our blog taken when he was at the book festival, but because Ashley was such a light in this world, like, and he seemed to get it, you know, like to n- not rejoice just in the moment, but to also rejoice in the twists to the moment, mm-hmm. you know, just like the twists in a poem and its wordplay. Right? Well, I think you have to do that in order to live up to his first thing that I read. Yeah. The first quote that I read. Yeah. You have to rejoice in all of the twists. Right. Like, it's almost like you have to improv. Because I was thinking that as, what if somebody that you're having a conjoined conversation with says something like mean to you or something? Yeah. You have to be able to absorb that and... And move with it. And... And make it positive, I guess, in some way. Well, it's hard to imagine somebody saying something evil to Ashley, but I know that they have throughout the decades of his life in which he, you know... Lived. I'm sure they have. I mean... He, um, you know, he was in the military. He's a right. black man. Right. You know, living in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I think what he did was, like, uh, it's almost like an improv. You know, it's like he doesn't think about what he's going to say or getting his agenda across when he was talking to people. Yeah. It was really about making them feel more about listening to them and listen to. And that's almost like a improv because you're not predicting what, or I gotcha pushing your own agenda through, but it's like a a give and take. Yeah. That's part of what I think was so beautiful about him. I'm sure. So in the New York Times article from 2020, entitled Why Mundane Moments Matter, Simran Sethi writes, Although we, as a culture, typically favor the superlative, research shows that moonlight and everything that is revealed in ordinary moments of our life matters. Valuing the routine enriches our lives in ways we do not expect. Because how we spend our days, the author Annie Dillard reminds us, is how we spend our lives. Right? And so when Mm -hmm. Ashley died, um, there was this outpouring of people who felt like they knew him intimately and personally, you know? And all they had done was go to a field trip at his house. Yep. Or they'd watched him speak once, yep. like at a university in Virginia. And it's really interesting to me because how he lived his life was with this beautiful grace and with every moment mattering. Yep. And that made him matter to so many people because they mattered to him. Right. Like he was always building community. You know? I totally agree. And so the thing about moments is that like you can live in that present moment mm-hmm. or you can hold on to your past and get bitter or sorrowful or you can project into the future like I always do and fill it with worry. But the moment, that's what you're in right now, right? Yep. That's your moment. And you want to try to express it fully and breathe it in and be freaking alive in it, right? And be present. Apparently Ashley got all that. Yeah, he did. And he, and he expressed <laughs> that in his love for his community on Cranberry Isle for like his love for the moments for his love in poetry and for his art and he expressed it everywhere that he went and in another interview with the horn book he said to Roger Sutton it is an urgency that is fundamental and the essence is the same it's the urgency to discover something about ourselves in every work we make I make no distinction between doing a block print a collage a watercolor or a tempura painting to me it's an effort to discover something of myself that I do not know and have not done So each effort is like that of the child going out in the morning, making discoveries and having adventures. Pretty cool, right? Very cool. Yeah. So we hope that you find that too. That discovery, that like fundamental essence in each moment that you spend with yourself 
or that you spend with other people. That's right. right. That's right. So your dog tip for life is live in the moment. Oof. <laughs> that was that's an easy tip there. Living what what was that thing? Is that basic? Remember that speaker we had at Rotary about Rotary? It was about living in the moment, but I think they had a slightly different. Tip. Oh, mindfulness. Mindfulness. It was a mindfulness. Yes, movie. yes. Well, that stuck with us pretty well because we were we we're mocking her. Huh? Because we were mocking her. Like, is that why it stuck creators. with us? Because yeah. we didn't necessarily learn from it as far as being mindful of you know the time frame that you're actually in but we always say oh i was not mindful of this because uh, <laughs> i don't remember driving those last five miles well yeah or, so so uh, i think that when we listened to her um she had this thing that when you don't re- when you lose track of time it mm-hmm. was a negative thing right and i didn't like that right because to me when you lose track of time you're in the flow often and she made it always a negative Mm -hmm. like oh i was driving and i was traveling down the highway and i don't remember how i got from point a to point b because i wasn't mindful right i think you're actually being super mindful because you're so focused on those individual moments of driving and attuned to that purpose much like when you're right really into writing a story or really into writing a painting time melts away right and so um I didn't like her framing of it as negative. Well, because I am a bitch. I think way. living in the moment. <laughs> living I in know, the moment Ashley is Bryan. really good advice. I think it is really good advice. You know, and there's nothing bad about it. And our dogs. Oh, they all they, they don't give a crap about the past or the future. They just they just live for yeah, that. Yeah, man. Second. You can right accidentally there. step on their paw and they don't care as long as in the next moment you give them a treat. That's right. Yeah, they'll still love you. <laughs> They forgive everything. You know what? I bet if we lived in a horror movie and like Sparty's head was removed from his body, he'd still eat a treat for like a minute. Yeah, he definitely would. Until his brain was totally dead or something. Yeah, but I don't like imagining. I know. That's a horrible image. But I was thinking of the more fantastically incredible image of his head. Just his head eating a treat. Chewing. (laughs) He'd be like, more, more. Before he died. Yep, he would. <laughs> the tree would just like fall out the back. That's disgusting. Uh, uh, I married this. You did? Yeah. Yes, you did. Hey there. Thanks for listening to Dogs Are Smarter Than People. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share your heart out. These podcasts and more are at my website, carriejonesbooks.blog. There's even a little donation button there. Because even a dollar inspires a happy dance in Carrie. And Sean. But hers are much better than mine. His are funnier. So thank you so much for your support. (laughs) The music you hear here is made available through the Creative Commons, and it's a bit of a shortened track. Who is the artist and what's the song? Well, it's Summer Spliff by Broke for Free. I love that song. He does. Just because of the name. He does. Thanks for listening so much. Boop.